You are listening to the Daily Homily for Magdala in the Holy Land. While still more people gathered in the crowd, Jesus says to them, This generation is an evil generation. It seeks a sign, but no sign will be given it, except the sign of Jonah. Just as Jonah became a sign for the Ninevites, so will the Son of Man be to this generation. At the judgment, the Queen of the South will rise with the men of this generation, and she will condemn them, because she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And there is something greater than Solomon here. At the judgment, the men of Nineveh will arise with this generation and condemn it, because at the preaching of Jonah they repented, and there is something greater than Jonah here. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Jesus Jesus Christ. It's a constant feature of the New Testament, especially the Gospels, to pick up persons and stories from the Old Testament to understand the mystery of Jesus. If we didn't have the Old Testament, we couldn't understand Jesus. This is the way he has been presented to us. Who is this carpenter coming from Nazareth and he's able to control the storm on the sea and walk on the water? So since we are little Christian children, we hear all the stories about Jesus and it's clear to us that he is God. But these guys didn't have the Council of Nicaea before uh, they got to know Jesus. So the faith was not defined. So they're dealing with a carpenter, the son of a carpenter, a guy from Nazareth. They don't know his background. These are fishermen in the Sea of Galilee. How are they going to know what his life was in Nazareth? And here he is doing these things and teaching in an extraordinary way. And little by little, they're discovering who he is and they're trying to figure him out. And little by little, the picture is getting clearer through Jesus' words and his teaching. And at the Last Supper, Jesus says to the disciples, I have many more things to tell you, but your mind cannot receive them now. I will send you the Holy Spirit who will lead you to the fullness of truth. And we have quite a few texts in the Gospels where it says that the disciples didn't understand this until after he rose from the dead. At the Last Supper, Jesus also said to them, he will remind you of all the things I told you. And we see one beautiful teaching moment of this when Jesus is walking with the two disciples to Emmaus. 
and he explains to them all that was said about him in the law, which means the Torah, which means the first five books of the Bible, and the prophets, which means all the teaching of the prophets. So this became the process for them over years as they went back and prayed the Psalms, and the Psalms is the most quoted book of the Old Testament in the Gospels. And it's always in the context of explaining Jesus, who he is. So little by little, they are discovering Jesus through these examples. And here we have Jesus' words where he's saying that there is someone greater than Jonah here. And Jonah was in, the story was very famous because it's so magical. In the belly of the whale for three days. Apparently he comes from around Nazareth here originally. And God says to him, go to Babylon in the east. And he goes west and south. <laughs> he goes the opposite direction. And he goes to the port of Jaffa to escape from God. Try to escape from God. Run away. It's interesting, the idea to escape from God and to go to a port to escape from God. Nowadays, probably go to Ben-Gurion or get a satellite and go to space. You know, escape from God. Try to escape from God. Good luck, Jonah. And then, you know, we have all this store with the, with the plants that he has. And, and then it's a little bit also fantasyful how all the animals are, not, are going to fast in sackcloth and ashes. Do you know how the ashes worked? Was that like Ash Wednesday with the cross here? Is that the way it went with, with the king in, in, in Nineveh? No, you know nothing. You have electricity in your homes. You have to have fireplace with fire, and when you're, you take out the ashes, I did that very often, every day at home. We had a fireplace, we had wood from the farm, and we made a fireplace. And you took out about a half bucket of ashes every day, and you piled them up. And you have a pile of ashes. Who wants to go and sit in the ashes? That's what he did, the king. He sat in the ashes. Even the king in Nineveh did not have electricity. He didn't have, you know, radiators for heating. They had fire if they needed it for cold weather. And he sat in the ashes. The king, would you like to sit in the ashes? And you have this story about Cinderella, you know, she's near to the ashes, cinders, burned pieces, little burned pieces, you know. So this has this comical side and also this very tangible, realistic side. And this story is very in the memory of the people. And Jesus said, there's somebody bigger than Jonah here. The whole city of pagans converted for Jonah. And here is a group of people from God's chosen people, and they're not accepting Jesus. And this logic is waking them up to the mystery. And the queen from the south came, maybe from Kuwait, Yemen. And she came all this way to see Solomon. And there's somebody greater than Solomon here. So these are little, uh, in Spanish they say pistas, these are little clues to start thinking and in order to understand young Christians like you are, to understand who is Jesus, you have to work. You won't get a big revelation from the angel Gabriel. 
or like Paul on the road to Damascus. We're very close to Damascus here, but that doesn't count. You won't get a revelation like this almost for sure. So how are you going to find out who Jesus is? You have to work with all the beautiful gifts that have been given to us. And at the end, faith is a grace. But you have to be interested. And our world today is not interested really too much. Of course, you're interested because you come to Mass. It's beautiful. But we have to work at it. We, you cannot become a great sports as a, expert and to teach sports without doing a lot of exercise, getting a lot of coaching, studying all the moves. Imagine the gymnasts, the way they jump and they do the somersaults. How can you do this without a lot of training? And that's very good. But imagine entering the mystery of Christ. God made flesh through whom everything was created. This takes pondering. It takes more pondering than physics and mathematics and philosophy. It's a path of growth in faith. And the very fact that Jesus is asking them to reason, he's appealing to their reason. And that doesn't reduce in any degree the nature of faith as a gift of grace, because that grace has to be received. When Mary received Jesus in her womb, it took nine months for him to grow. And even the gospel said afterwards, as a little child, he grew in wisdom, age, and grace every day, in stature before God and man. So he was growing, he was developing. We all have to grow. This is the law of life. But many people grow in many talents, but they don't grow in their faith. They don't grow in their love, in their hope, in their apostolic commitment to win people for Christ, to win the world for Christ, to transform the injustices of society, to leave a mark in this world. And Jesus is inviting them. Look at this one prophet. He changed Nineveh the capital of the enemy country that destroyed our people, that sacked Jerusalem, that took all the people in exile. And Jonah went there and they all converted. What are you going to do? What is your calling? We are all prophets, priests, and kings. Priests give worship, and we are all through baptism, prophets, priests, and kings. Prophets, we speak on behalf of God. Kings, we order the world. We put it in its true order toward God. What is our vocation? What is the mystery of our life? The calling that God has on our life. Thank you for joining us today. If you want to learn more about Magdala, follow us on YouTube and on Facebook.